the military coup in Myanmar, a huge world event that isn't getting covered enough. How many of you know what's happening in Myanmar? On the third episode of Arnie News, we explore the military coup in Myanmar and what it means for democracy as a whole. On the morning of February 1st, 2021, the Myanmar or Burma military declared a year-long state of emergency after deposing the democratically elected members of the ruling party, who were actually just recently voted in. They were about to be sworn in the next day, and the military deposed them. State councillor Aung San Suu Kyi, among others, was taken in an early morning raid around 3 a.m. on February 1st, and the military commander-in-chief, Min Ong Lang, was placed in power. So how did things become like this? Let me introduce you to Her Excellency Aung San Suu Kyi. Suu Kyi's father was a freedom fighter who helped win independence for Burma from the British in 1947. Unfortunately, he died in the same year. And by 1960, Suu Kyi's mother was growing as a very popular political figure. And this made the government appoint her as the ambassador to India in 1960. So this moved Suu Kyi to India where, from where she had to see her country go into turmoil. Meanwhile, she went to Oxford to study politics, philosophy and economics. She then moved to New York to work for the United Nations and she got married to Michael Aris, who she had met when she was at Oxford. Meanwhile, in Burma, in 1962, General Ne Win had deposed the country's democratically elected leader and brought an age of military rule to the country. And incidentally, in 1988, Suu Kyi's mother had suffered a serious stroke, which prompted Suu Kyi to return home after almost 28 years. While she was there, she observed that the country was in turmoil because General Ne Win had stepped down after 26 years of military rule, he had stepped down and the country wanted democracy. So they were protesting against one-party rule and military dictatorship. She saw this and inspired by the non-violent methods of Mahatma Gandhi and the teachings of Buddha, she called for democracy in Burma and set up the National League for Democracy or NLD party. She became one of the biggest threats to the, the Burmese military and to combat this, she was placed under house arrest in 1989. But this didn't stop Suchi, who had become a political behemoth in Myanmar at this point. And she won a landslide election in the 1990. So this election is not like a general election where, um, you know, the country's president is elected. This is just for the parliament. So this is a parliamentary election and the NLD won in a landslide. But the military did not recognize Suchi and the NLD's win and they tried to crack down on the group. But this did not deter Suchi, who continued to fight for democracy using non-violent resistance. And due to this, she soon won the Nobel Peace Prize in 1991 among many other awards and got international recognition as an ambassador for democracy. She spent the next 20 years in and out of house arrest, never giving up on her quest to bring democracy to Myanmar. In the 2012 election, she won in a landslide and was elected the leader of the opposition, but her ambitions didn't end here. And she fought in the first openly contested general election of the country. And in 2016, she was appointed the state councillor as her party won in another landslide victory. 
And why was she appointed a state councillor and not president? This is because Myanmar had a rule, has a rule that the president cannot have foreign-born children or a foreign spouse. And uh, she had married Michael Harris in 2000, uh, in all the way back in 1988. So that made her like disqualify from the rules. But yet she was appointed as the leader of the country and as state councillor. But since being given this title in 2016, Suchi's popularity and image on the world stage has changed dramatically. She continued to defend the country's violent actions against the Rohingya people. They were, there were overwhelming reports that the country was performing what is equivalent to genocide or ethnic cleansing on this group. And since 2017, over 700,000 Rohingya have fled the country to Bangladesh for safety. And she continued to defend the actions of the country and deny the allegations of genocide, making her a very unpopular figure on the world stage. Despite this, in November 2020, in the general election, Suchi won by a landslide victory again an election which the military considers to be fraudulent. So the military government claims that they intend to hold another general election after one year and transfer power democratically, but the world is skeptical. After almost 10 years of what seemed like a return to democracy for Myanmar, Aung San Suu Kyi is back in house arrest now after the government raided her and her other people of her, in her party. People of Myanmar are in the streets protesting for democracy and the entire world community is reacting. President Biden raised the threat of new sanctions on Myanmar, and the UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres has condemned the actions of the military. So what can we learn from all of this? Firstly, the belief and fighting spirit of one person is enough to fight an entire system. Just Aung San Suu Kyi's belief was enough with the support of the people to overthrow a military which was in rule for almost 40 years. And another thing is that power corrupts. This is something that Aung San Suu Kyi said about the military, but it, in the end it became true about her as well. A Nobel Peace Prize winner became complicit in the genocide of so many Muslim Rohingya people who were fleeing from the country because of the actions, violent actions taken against them. This is such a fall from grace and proof that power can corrupt anyone, even who we think of as most incorruptible. Thank you for watching Arnie News.